What's up guys, this is Sean and welcome to another episode of the Interviews Podcast and this is to continue the momentum that we built, right? Unfortunately for the pandemic, we are trying very hard to suit and I hope everybody is safe at home, right? Trying to stay as positive as possible despite all the news that's going around. And coming back to the podcast in today's episode, I've invited a friend, right? This friend, his name is Fax Co. He's the CEO of his energy company. And what is cool about this episode is I want to let people like all of us, right, to understand there's dimensions in our home. So despite knowing that the floor area X and Y exists, right, there's also Z axis where it's the height. So now we are pretty particular about the height and we need to also be particular about the daylighting, right, then the energy consumption, then the internet, then the sound condition of the home because all these elements makes the difference all the difference in fact so what's the difference between a, a home next to the mountains versus a home next to the highway build up may be the same light may be the same just that the air can be different the sound can be different and it's going to be the main contributor of the price difference as well right so without further ado this is the podcast and enjoy so what's up guys this is sean tan and welcome to another podcast and in this round right um, I invited a very important guest, as always, but the encounter of this person is rather peculiar. We are, we met each other via an alumni dinner. Then yep. his first words from him is, I know you, bro. <laughs> so that was the weirdest first statement. I, I Sorry, I, I thought I damn famous really at the time. <laughs> yeah, so in this round, we have Mr. Fax Co. Uh, energy expert, right? So he does a lot of things, but I will let him do his own self-introduction. So take away, bro. <laughs> yeah, thanks a lot, Sean. Yeah, I still remember that night. Yeah, when I look at you, it looks really familiar. Yeah, but I can't recall. Yeah, all of a sudden, then suddenly you ask me, am I buying some property? Then I said, oh yeah, then I know you are the good property guy. <laughs> yeah, it was so weird. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because of you, that 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 YouTube uh video, and that's mm. how I brought my property, which I'm staying right now. Yeah, so thanks oh. a lot for that. It's really helpful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So hi everyone. Uh, I'm Fax Cole. So I'm the group CEO from uh, Plus Energy Holding, uh, and formerly uh actually uh, I'm started this a uh, clean energy company uh, which named as Plus Solar in about nine years back. So uh, right now, actually, we, name, we just go through a rebranding exercise. That we so we just name ourselves as Plus X Energy. And the reason is because uh, in the past, and right now, actually, we are doing solar, like power plants, solar, and also solar mm. in our buildings. Long time ago, actually, we did for solar for home. And right now, actually, we, although, we already start involved in other clean technology, like AIoT, mm. energy management solution. That's why we just like to go beyond solar. That's why we rename ourselves as Plus X Energy. I see. Wow. That's so cool. And, and I guess the main reason why I get facts here today is energy is being one big component in building, right? Yep. And not only during construction, like the when the building is in operation, it takes up a lot of energy, especially in like MCO now, right? The energy bill is insane, insanely high. And um, what I want to understand more about facts is like, how did you get into this green energy segment, right? Because he has a lot of these talks, right? He has been recognized in don't know how many energy summits, 
then PWC awards, all these crazy, crazy awards, right? That's why it's very difficult to get him in. Um, maybe you can share like how did you start the company and what was the goal to achieve uh, initially? I see. Uh, probably I would like to <clears throat> bring the whole story back to my uni time, which is about 13 years back. Because I was a university, uh, I was a university engineering student, but I don't really <laughs> like engineering. Yeah, actually, in fact, I hate <laughs> engineering. Yeah, I'm not really sure about your case. I think you study architecture, right? Yeah, but probably. No, I was also a, I was also an engineering student, but I also gave up halfway. <laughs> I see. I see. You know, probably <laughs> around our time, the time. You see, I mean, for me, since like uh, the whole world only had four jobs, which is a lawyer, doctor, accountant, engineers, and. I when we are really good in like mathematics, science, physics, then probably then we have to become engineer or else we probably mm. are not really good. So that's the reason uh, how I choose engineering by hate it. Uh, I spend most of my time as a uni uh, as a student leader, do a lot of different school activity until my final year. I knew that I probably need to do something for me to really get a job. So uh, as an engineering student, we have final project, which is very important. So I just choose one of the projects looks exciting and come with a lot of future possibility, which is about solar energy. And that's mm. how I started my journey in clean energy. And after I finished my study, I just position myself as a new energy solar guy, solar engineer, because mm. in Malaysia don't really have a talent in this field. So I managed to get the job and I followed my passions because I followed the whole world, right? It actually is moving towards to clean energy to this direction. Mm. And when I visited Taiwan for internship for like about three months, actually I found out the whole global financing uh, institution is also uh, moving their investment from traditional energy to clean energy. So I knew this is a really uh, huge future. And I started to have uh, a lot of these uh, uh, passions and also a lot of this uh, idea about what can I do in this mm. industry. So that's why after uh, four years of uh, working as a solar engineer, which I learned from a Japanese and also Germany solar company, then I started my mm. business in end of 2011. Yeah. So that's the whole thing that how I get uh, started the business. But then when you start, right? Like back then, I also had this idea where, because I studied architecture, yeah. and one of the main thing is like, <clears throat> there's this building code MS1525 that we need to follow to calculate the efficiency of the window the yeah. direction of the sun, this wow, yeah. that one is one of the worst subject ever. Then <laughs> <laughs> uh, we sort of be a bit more conscious and because it's so important that that kind of subject was included into our syllabus. Yep. Therefore, engineers also need to be, eh, architects also need to be good in maths, which kind of suck. Like, like, a lot of my classmates all cannot make it because of that subject. So... From there on, so I've also ventured because like the entrepreneur side of me for a while tried to do solar farming. But um, it was, I think it's really 10 years ago, like what you said entirely true. Like back then, it was not a thing in Malaysia at yeah. all, right? Then how did you, like how did you come up? What, what, can you describe like your first ever attempt in uh, building that, apply solar how was the response to the management and what was the challenges like because to me i tried convincing my myself to put solar panels on my house right it's so difficult so how was the thought process like and things like that yeah it's very different i would say in end of 2007 when i traveled to taiwan as an internship student there actually i went to the architecture firm in taiwan uh, technology university 
And mm. over there, right, this kind of green building concept is pretty new and really acceptable for a lot of big corporate. So it's quite easy to push over there. And I really like see how those architects students like they study about the sunlight, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. window, lower down energy consumption, and put solar as energy generation. So that's what happened in Taiwan. But in Malaysia, back end is really, really not really there, especially when mm. I to Malaysia and started my career as an engineer before I started my business. Everyone, the first question usually they will ask is about ROI. Mm. I mean, the payback periods. And that time, I think it's about like 15 years, 20 years for the payback periods. And everyone just, okay, forget about that. I mean, we are here for business, not really for the, I mean, for environment. I mean, the Asia uh, people. Mentality. Uh, especially mm. the uh, business person mentality. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Like seriously, like 15, 20 years, right? The building own and, and is it true that our energy cost is still low in Malaysia? Yeah, I, I would say that that's written in uh, like about 13 years and 12 years back, actually. Uh, the solar system price is pretty high at the time. And Malaysia, mm. actually, we are enjoying one of the lowest energy costs in the world. And it's pretty low. So that's why uh, it's quite difficult to match with, I mean, for you to have one-to-one offset, that kind of concept. So that's why by 2012, right, uh, the Malaysian government, in order to uh, uh, promote more people to go for renewable, especially like solar, they come up with a program called Fin Tariff. And Fin Tariff, mm. right, able to shorten up the whole process of the pay period from 15 to 20 years to about seven to eight years. Seven years to eight years. Mm. And they managed to turn the solar uh, <clears throat> as, as expenses into investment. With a quite a sexy mm-hmm. uh, rate of return, mm-hmm. like IRR, like about fifteen percent, twenty percent, and this kind of those return is something pretty cool for a lot of business owner. So because of this fin tariff uh, policy, so the whole Malaysia, I would say the business, um, uh, um, um, the a lot of business entity, they are really really uh, focused and would like to invest in this uh, renewable energy and especially in solar, because it's no longer expenses. It's something about business. It's something about a sexy return on investment. So it's something really, really good. And this actually makes a lot of business entities they are really like to invest and go for, I mean, go with solar. So that kind of situation, right, started in 2012 until 2015. Actually, the whole market, right, everyone are rushing for this quarter. Mm. Because they're able to sell the energy back to TMB with, with a higher price under the fin tariff policy. And uh, this, I would say the demand is more than supply. So a lot of people actually they want to go for solar, but they couldn't really uh, get a license to own a solar system. That's quite some time ago. Yeah. So like, how is it different like today? Is is the tariff system still in? Yeah, the tariff system actually has really changed because last time I would say uh, solar price is quite high. Maybe mm. price is coming out, so they are using the faint tariff to, sub- to subsidize this gap. So uh, people they are able to get a uh, quite a good investment on that. So along the year, right, <laughs> actually the solar system price has dropped a lot. I would say uh, since uh, about 10 years back until today, right, actually the solar system price has dropped at, I would say, more than um, 95%. That's a huge drop. And our energy price actually has kept increasing. So today, uh, there's a different policy called net energy metering or self-consumption. Mm. And the whole concept is, when well, once you generate solar energy, you are not going to... Uh, sell it back to TMB, but you are going to consume it. You are going to consume all the energy yourself. Yeah. Mm. So you're able to have uh, consume, uh, so you're able to save your energy bill from whatever solar energy that you have generated. 
So I would mm. say today there's for a lot of factory, uh, especially business entity, when they invest in solar, right, under this uh, program, like self-consumption or net energy metering, uh, for this uh, offset kind of scheme, right, uh, mm. they are able to enjoy some of the tax incentive from MIDA, which mm. is tax incentive and also uh, capital allowance. So they are able to entitle like about 48% discount from that. I mean, sort of discount. So in short, the payment period is about three years. Yeah. So, I mean, you can see the huge uh, progress from 15, 20 years, seven years, and right now it's about three years. Mm. That's good, man. Because the only reason why, like when I was, when we were designing buildings back then, the only reason why we want to consider solar panel is uh, when the management starts complaining, the facility managers, right? But then complain, hey, you know, uh, then they start cutting the signboard, la. they start cutting the <laughs> electricity among, they, they, they close the interval floors when you like. La. Then uh, everything just shut down because the 60% of their monthly bills right, all goes to electricity. Yep. 60%. So it's pretty insane. And the other reason is we want to go for certification from these uh, green index uh, GBIs. Yeah, correct. So, and uh, we always consider, okay, I will get silver, I will get the bare minimum pass first. If I'm the add solar, then that puts me up to another different category, right? Yes. But is it common, like, uh, yeah, like, because it makes sense to commercial buildings, like offices and factories and things like that. Do you think it's viable for residential buildings? Yeah, I would say residential building actually is uh, viable because uh, so-called the net energy metering policy, mm. <laughs> they can offset our model actually is applied for residential houses. <clears throat> Especially right now, I would say most of us, uh, our energy consumption is no longer in our office or in factory. It's mm. like right now what we are doing. So um, by installing a solar, right, actually we are able to offset uh, our energy bill from TMB. Especially let's say right now we are generating in the daytime and we are still consuming energy at home. So it's quite a good uh, saving. It's quite a good approach right now. Yeah. Then, then what would be the upfront capital? Like if, uh, well, maybe in, in a better context, it's like a, for a high rise, right? Let's say if a <clears throat> condo, <clears throat> excuse me, um, then like what would be the initial capital? So for management, right? Let's say if I'm uh, in the GMB today, dude, um, it's seriously too high <laughs> electricity bill. We need to do something. But then, we have the sinking fund to somewhat fund this initiative. Like what would be that amount that you think that is going to occur? Yeah, we come across with a lot of these uh, condominium uh, huh. requests. And unfortunately, I would like to say is uh, not too suitable for condominium. Uh, first mm-hmm. of all, it's because of the building structures for a lot of mm-hmm. condominiums, right? They could have a swimming pool on top or it could have a different facility there. And... Uh, the roof, uh, especially on the top, usually is not flat at all. Mm. And also, actually, it's not a big. So, I would say it's not the kind of the solar-friendly roof. Yeah, that's why when we come across a lot of all these uh, uh, project and also inquiry, right? Uh, unless uh, they would like to build a solar condominium really, really in the beginning stage, in the designing stage. Mm. Then, I mean, for it. If, let's say, it's about retrofit, it will be quite uh, difficult. Yeah. So, and yeah, yeah, so that is one of the uh, major uh, issue. Uh, that's mm. why most of the cases actually for individual houses, right, it will be mainly on the, like, the landed houses. Mm. And what is that ratio from your roof to your building area? Is there a golden ratio that is more optimum? 
bring from your roof to the to the floor plate. Like for example, factory makes a lot of sense because it's almost one to one. <laughs> the ratio of the roof to the the, the land area of the land, uh, right? Then like for condos, it's like maybe 10% roof across the land area that's such size, oh, right? Oh, I see, I see. Mm. Actually, actually, it's quite simple, as big as possible. <laughs> as so, big as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like uh, those are high-rise buildings, right? They can mm. make with a lot of energy. Uh, however, because of their surface is pretty small. Mm. So uh, this is the limitation for solar technology. Yeah, it's, uh, it's all back to the space. So we need more space to uh, put more solar panels. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's why it was able to see like solar farm, which need a huge land, factory buildings, yeah, all these things actually come with a lens and come with an area, come with a space. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's why medium, I would say it's a little bit uh, challenging. Yeah. So, so like for your, your clients, right? Generally, like the only one I know is actually in IKEA, right? IKEA mm-hmm. factories. And uh, when I was in Penang, I was reviewing this project. And when I would point to Ikea, right? you look at the roof, that what my friend do. And no one actually believes uh, that you are my friend. But <laughs> that's very sad. But then, um, like, how is it? How drastic is the savings? Like, is it okay for you to disclose? Uh? Yeah, I can. I would say uh, for like Ikea case, right? <clears throat> because the whole building is like a shopping mall. And actually the roof, I would say the size is pretty big. So we are able to install like about one megawatt, yeah, roughly about 1.3 megawatt size. It's quite a sizable uh, 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 capacity for building. However, mm. because the whole IKEA, right, they consume quite a huge energy, especially they are more, they have the aircon, mm-hmm. people travel around, uh, shopping around inside it. So that's why I was only able to save for like 10% of energy. Yeah. Okay. However, if let's say, just imagine this is not a shopping complex, it is just a warehouse. Mm. Yeah. So potentially those the similar uh, solar power capacity, it could add, able to save maybe up to 50% or up to 90% of the energy. So it really depends on the demand side and the supply side. The demand side will be on the energy consumption, how much energy that you are sucking. Mm. And the supply side depends on the roof area. How big is the roof area and how many solar panels that we can uh, install and so to place on the roof? Mm, that's so cool, man. Because the, the, the main reason also I get facts here is uh, a lot of people think from construction point of view, right? It's always contractors, structural engineers and architects, right? But what a lot of people, like maybe the next guest is going to be an M&E engineer. So because... Now, our conversations during design also involves a lot around M&Es, right? And like, if you were to really like retrofit a solar panel system into your landed house now, not that easy or so. Especially, it depends on the structural elements of the house, whether the roof, do you need to redo the entire roof or not? <laughs> so, yeah, so I think it's a very important topic that I think the newer like, graduates that are in school right now it's okay to venture into and being an energy expert rather than being a design expert. So I think this will craft out a whole different pathways. How I wish I could just stay a bit longer in solar. Because like now, if you think about it, right? If I have a piece of land, is it better? Is it a higher ROI for me to farm solar energy rather than to put like papaya trees, for example? Right. So I think it's going to be very different. It's a very different conversation because technology's pace and cost is going up and down drastically. Yeah. And 
Um, coming back to your firm, right? So congratulations on the rebranding. And I like what what will your company be doing right now? I see. <laughs> yeah, I would say it's something very interesting and also back to uh, what you mentioned just now about the building energy consumption. Mm-hmm. So in the past, actually, we are uh, really focused on uh, energy generations. Uh, however, right now, what we are aiming mm-hmm. actually is go beyond energy generation, mm-hmm. which is uh, we have this uh, energy uh, trilogy concept, which mm-hmm. is energy generation. After that will be energy efficiency and also energy storage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the whole concept is <clears throat> just imagine your house you are able to use energy from solar, which power on the roof. And when you consume energy, right, you have a smart AI and IoT kind of the, uh, uh, energy management platform for you to consume your energy in a really efficient and a smart way. Yeah. And last but not least, during the winning time, and also, uh, let's say, during the night time, you're able to consume energy from your battery, restore all the solar power uh, in the daytime. Yeah. So that's the concept of what we'll, that we would like to do uh, that's reason also why we rebrand ourselves as X Energy mm-hmm. itself because we are go beyond solar. So actually, the whole concept also back to uh, like what you mentioned, <laughs> the building energy. Actually, once we install solar, right? Usually, we have an idea that okay, I'm able to save energy because uh, solar power is there, right? However, actually, this is some of uh, the kind of uh, uh, I would say a little bit different. I mean, from an actual situation. Because actually, we are not really safe energy. We are just switching our energy uh, purchasing from TMB yes. into the solar power source. But yes. however, for the building, right? For example, like aircon or I mean, for this uh, condominium or this uh, shopping complex or let's say a factory, the way of how they use the energy in a not efficient way, the problem is still there. Let's say the machinery, which is the energy sucker, is still consumable mm. energy. Let's say the aircon. Uh, is 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 I mean probably uh, it's always really freezing. It's really cold. Uh, not really based on uh, I mean for people crowd situations. It's also yeah. a lot of energy. So solar actually is just a switching. So what we find out is yeah, solar probably can save like about 30 percent of energy. However, the remaining fifty over percent of energy problem right is still the same. And that's the reason why. Uh, I would say in four years back, we decided we like to venture into the AI and also IoT stuff to use mm-hmm. this, uh, all this uh, AI and also the machine learning technology today to manage the building energy in a smarter way. Yeah. So, so, so are these services available to yeah. only businesses? Uh? At this moment, it's only uh, uh, for businesses. So right now, actually, I Damn think it. we have... <laughs> <laughs> Yes, but stay tuned. In the future, definitely, uh, probably in the, it, I hope probably in the next, uh, about uh, next year or probably latest will be end of next year. We have something out for the for, for the B two C markets. Yeah. So uh, so that's why the whole concept is like that. I think uh, we are all doing sport, right? So you do a lot of sport. So yeah. I should add this kind of the smartwatch, and this smartwatch able to measure our heartbeat and understand about our health condition compared with a marathon runner, compared with our peers with the same age as well. So what we are doing, right, actually is duplicate these things from a human body, measure the heartbeat to the building. Mm. That's why, I mean, when we install solar, right, it comes with our smart meter and also Mm. with our smart energy uh, management platform. So we are able to capture all the energy uh, consumptions of a building and help them to analyze about how they use energy. So for all the building owners, right, as what you mentioned, is uh, I would say last year based on the uh, pandemic situation, we find out 
um, the top three uh, expenses for factory or let's say for commercial building is always come from a manpower, raw material, and also energy cost. Yep. Uh, that's why what we are helping a lot of business out there, I would say since last year until right now, is instead of cutting your manpower, laying off people, or, yeah. or slashing their salary, why not start from saving energy? Yeah. So if, as much energy that you can save, you are able to manage your OPEX. Yeah. So this is something that we are helping the people out there right now. Yeah. Exactly. Like a lot of people say that probably rental is one of the worst things. No, 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 no. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I really like appreciate this conversation, right? Energy is to is an, really another dimension altogether where we do things. Now, a lot of people will still don't know that if the house that you live in, right? And another concern that I have is also similar to our rate of uh, construction workers' labor. Right, because of their salaries being still reasonably cheap, right, <laughs> in compared to the international standard, lah. Um, that's why the technology in building construction cannot really prosper until today because it's still cheaper to hire a few foreign workers, throw into the site, and they do one day eighty bucks, hundred bucks, right? Hmm. Yeah. Also, I think because, but it's. I think it's going to be there soon enough. Like personally, when I I was really hoping two years later when my new unit ready, right, I get to install AI stuff. Uh, yeah. So so when I go in and I know what kind of temperature I like, when yeah, so it's going to be so cool. And I I really look forward to the next generation home because if you look if you just browse smart homes in YouTube, right, it's all this futuristic thing that we can never achieve one. Because it's all for show. Yeah, but, you're right. Um, but whatever that you are doing, right, your company is doing, is to make things like execution, really put all these concepts into practicality, right? And it's, it needs to be funded by all these traditional, conventional business people, which is one of the worst people to talk to. <laughs> all money and sense, money and sense, right? Exactly, exactly. Because I would say, yeah, I, I quite agree with what you say. I mean, from those uh, YouTube or any channel that we see a lot of smartphone, it's really fancy. Uh, but during the bad time, right, actually people, they're looking uh, for problems uh, or solving. I mean, they are looking yep. for solutions to solve their problem, to solve their pain point. That's why uh, I would say smart home is really something good to have. That's why what we are focused is about smart energy for cost saving. And mm-hmm. especially right now, as long as they are the business owner, they heard about cost saving. Yeah, they then yeah. like that. Yes. And I share to, to share with you, a lot of our these clients, right, actually they're all the local uh, business owners. Mm. I mean, surprisingly, they're really open for all this kind of new tech. As long as able to bring energy saving, cost saving. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but now because it also comes with certain tax incentives, so I think that really helps, right? Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Don't, please don't be like the green car uh, movement. They just take away the tax, right? Now no one drives hybrid. Yeah, yeah that's what uh, I hope as well. At least <laughs> we're able to see more EV yeah, on the road. Yeah. Mm. Okay. I would say right now, uh, there's also the other trend. Today is also a little bit much better than before. As what you, as I share with you, like about ten years back, a lot of people actually when they look into solar, they were thinking about, um, yeah, I'm not environmentalist. Why I need to go for solar? But today, right, uh, I would say the culture is really there, especially today's like ESG counter kind of mm. uh, encouragement globally, uh, especially after US they changed their presidents. Yeah. It, <laughs> strongly in ESG. So mm. 
Because of ESG, a lot of people, they started to embrace uh, uh, even more aggressive in the clean energy. And I would say the other one is, I, was, I see a lot of second generation, they started to become a successor of the company. And their awareness about the sustainable, sustainable energy, or let's say the sustainability stuff, right, development, is really, really strong. Yeah, yep. the buy-in, I would say, is much better than before. Yep, so I also hope that because, yeah, like when we see the brochures like time, oh, this one is a smart home when you buy, right? Or the, the property comes with a smart system, like what is so smart about the lights turning on themselves? It's just a sensor. <laughs> so so yeah. this kind of, you know, like what, whatever, like I, I really look forward to whatever that your company is coming out with. And hopefully like by the time I step into the house, the the langse, what is langse? Or the curtains actually uh, opens and close in accordance to the orientation of the sun and things like that or the, then maybe it, yeah so that's my definition of smart home right and we even put sensors to this is theory like we put sensors on the floor so when there's an impact that happened right yeah. there was a book they will beep certain things in the house yeah, yeah. yeah so but that one we I, I, I scored a quite high mark for that but it's all in theory <laughs> <But I'm, laughs> so until a company like yours come right yay so i get to see that in my own actual house hopefully lah, right and and coming to the house topic right um this is a segment where i all i ask all my guests your first property story like from an energy expert right how was your first property purchase like Okay, uh, actually my first uh, property purchase uh, is a condominium. So I'm unable to install solar. I'm able to install solar for, on my parents' uh, house, uh. which I stay for like uh, 30 over years over there. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, that's why unfortunately my, 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 my first property is something very important for me, or quite meaningful for me, but unfortunately it's not come with solar because it's at a condominium. <laughs> <laughs> so how, how uh, can you describe like, what kind of purchase is that? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I, I would say that time, uh, actually, when I just, just start, uh, I just uh, started my business, I think probably about second years. Yeah. Mm. So the time I just look for a place which is quite, uh, I would say quite centralized uh, between my wife, uh, uh, work, work, workplace, and also where I stay as well, and also my office. So actually, it's at, at this uh, close to, uh, this is Starbucks area. Mm. Uh, there because uh, I stay in Ampang, my wife at Selayang. So that's what what one of my in the center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, look for space and actually I quite a like city view. So mm-hmm. I just uh, go through the every single unit because I prefer uh buying those uh ready built uh buildings. Mm-hmm. So I just uh, go and check for their layout and I like the unit right. It's always come with a lot of different uh space enough and also um the design also able to access to a lot of sunlight. So that unit is pretty cool because I'm able to access to sunlight anyway. Yeah, mm. place and uh, I do have a KLCC view in I mean just inside my bedroom. Mm. Yeah. So 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 anyway, so that's just I mean how I choose and how I design my this first property. Definitely come with the cost, come with the view, conveniency and everything. View, huh? <laughs> How much was it around like three, four hundred thousand? Okay, actually, uh, I'm I'm the that that's a sub sales unit. The time mm. I bought it, uh, actually the one who bought it first, I think they are about 350 something. So when mm. I bought it, about four hundred eighty something. Are yeah. you still holding it today? 
Yeah, I'm still holding it today. Yes. So, so you ran it out? Uh? Right now, I should just uh, leave it there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, this one, rich people, like that one. Uh. Uh, I haven't got the time to manage it yet. Yeah, mm, mm, mm. yeah so I think... um. When you purchase, right? Do you still remember like the interest rate back then when you buy? Oh, okay, that time I think is about um four something. Four something. So it's like quite yeah. it's quite quite recent, like seven years ago, Nina, around. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. So mm, so you see, this is my exactly my point. Like a lot of people would think that. Uh, views and things like that is not important until because from an investor point of view right we all to me a KLCC view doesn't mean that the tenant is going to pay more but it means that also people who want to live there like yourself would want to pay more just for the view and the orientation that it gets sunlight and things like that exactly mm. and uh, also the facing a lot of people don't care about orientation until lately when I start the channel that it does facing south and north makes a lot of difference. Right? Actually, it does. <laughs> your entire, especially for a condo, like your condo you're living and your bedroom, right, has the same orientation always. So when yeah. you all face east or west, right, oh, habits. <laughs> it's going to be so warm in the, in the evening, right? And, yes. and, okay, so then we can talk about also like one of the landed properties that he bought via my channel. So I reviewed one of these <laughs> projects. And back to that encounter, right? <clears throat> when he see me, like I know you, I bought you sell property one, right? Then like no. <laughs> then until then, because I didn't know full was facts. Then he told me that because this property is quite expensive, right? Then like oh, I bought also one like hey, very expensive one, eh? <laughs> then like now he is actually enjoying. And are you installing solar on this house? Unfortunately, this house the roof right is not yeah. suitable for solar. Yeah, yeah, because it is an RC uh, reinforced concrete roof and it's quite, uh, I mean, it's, I mean, they come with a slope. So I mm-hmm. I, I, I couldn't like uh, penetrate to the roof or else you have, you will have a leakage. Yeah, so unfortunately, this house, I also couldn't install solar system. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, yeah, but I would say, yeah, the time I survey for a few places and I come across, came across with your this YouTube channels and I think that time you are the only one who really, introduce this property area and analyze the pros and cons in quite a detailed way. Yeah. So yeah, it helped me a lot. That's and that's so how cool. I'm able to remember you. Yeah, you're the famous YouTuber. So that's my first impression. Yeah, just I couldn't recall which channel or where I come across. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So so via this episode right I, I i hope to achieve several things like number one it's to spread energy awareness right like when you buy properties like the orientation matters because it will affect your energy consumption in the house like yep. if your terrace house face east or west especially west your bedroom <coughs> will face will suffer the most because it's facing the evening sun. Then when you, at night you want to sleep, the energy consumption is very high because most of the aircon load is just to cool down the concrete. <laughs> Actually, the concrete will absorb all the heat and when at night they will release all the heat, right? And, and that's one of the main things that a lot of people don't understand. A lot of people thought it was feng shui, why they don't face west <laughs> to me. But it's also another concept where if you are living in a semi-D, right, then your orientation of facing north and south also matters where 
Do you want your longest facade facing the sun or you want a shorter facade facing the sun? That's also another whole different concept. <clears throat> then also in the next episode, maybe I want to get like sound insulation experts. Apparently a lot of, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of us suffer from noise because when you stay at home now for the entire day, noise is one component that is killing me actually. <clears throat> Like it's because we stay quite close to the main road, lah. That's why it's well, every time got moto, ah, got car. Oh my god, you you listen to every breath of it, right? And this episode helps me expand that dimension. Like, um, instead of that three dimension that we XYZ, then we also have uh, daylight luminance, we also have energy, we also have sound, we also have comfort. All these plays a role in creating that perfect home right so like is there any things that is going to come out from your companies soon oh or, okay hmm. yeah i would say uh, actually we are preparing some of uh, uh i would say much affordable solutions uh, for solar uh residential markets yeah so we haven't officially launched it yet yeah hmm. but, uh, stay tuned yeah okay okay more, yeah we can have a time to chat about that again yeah, maybe we can do this uh, on a physical basis so we can really... Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> mm. and, and I... So maybe uh, I will put the link of the company below if you guys want to know more, especially if you're a business owner, right? You are a factory owner. And if you want to talk about cost saving, do check out Faxco's uh, company. I think they are doing great work. No, I say on because they win so many awards. Right? Sometimes when I scroll, right? Oh, yo, how envious... <laughs> Right. And, and I think, is there any, so let's say if you were to go back to the day where you buy that property, la, is yeah. there any regret that you bought that property or is there other things that you would buy elsewhere? Mm, actually, at the time I'm considered, I'm, I was considering the other property uh, at this, uh, at this, uh, what do you call that? Uh, Malawati, no, no Malawati area. I'm close to KL, KL East area. Mm, mm. Uh, close to the forest area there. And that condominium, yeah, I couldn't recall the name right now. I think it's by Sam Darby. Mm. Uh, really, I would say it's, uh, it's, it's facing to forest and greeneries there and the air is pretty fresh. But that's not a KLCC view. Yeah. Oh. So the time actually I was choosing between these two. Yeah. So... Yeah, so not really saying regret uh, because right now I'm saying quite close to the forest based on your introductions. Mm-hmm. Your, your one is like next to it, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just next to the forest. But previously, mm. I think, yeah, so far so good. So I would say that's still one of my best decisions at that time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and like your current house, I see, I keep seeing your kids playing around the park and the importance of common areas then means a lot if you're a family, right? Yeah, correct. Especially when you have uh, kids, I think especially you. Mm. Yeah. When your kids are growing up, the little monkey will like to jump here and there. Yeah, and, and it's very devastating, right, to see when now children are stuck at home and if you're in a high rise, right? Exactly. And exactly. you you have and you have seven hundred square feet only, then like, oh my god, where is the energy gonna go? <laughs> the energy of the kid gonna go. Exactly. <laughs> especially during the night time when we need to get our kids to sleep. Yeah, uh. then we to release the energy is really important in the daytime. Yeah. So it's almost like your battery thing, like your trilogy thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
So I think um, that's all um, for this episode. It's a rather, rather short and concise one, but I really do appreciate Fax's uh, appearance in this one. Um, thank you so much, Mr. Fax. Thank you so much. And I hope that we can do this physically again. Uh, we will wait for your new product soon. Hey, right. do, I want my house to install cool stuff. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Sean. Okay, so for those who like this episode, like it, share it, even subscribe. Stay tuned for the next one. See you again. Bye.